Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Well, as you know, I'm Janet, forever young. And um, I've been at uh, Covenant College in Cardiff for a year, and it was great. It was lovely. Cardiff is lovely. The church, all nations, was lovely. But, boy, it's great to be home. It is so good to be back with my family, with my church family. So, it's this is about a celebration of the Lord's table because it it is a celebration. That's what it's all about. And when we celebrate the Lord's table, we feast. We feast by faith on all the promises of God, bought by the blood of Jesus. And God loved us so, so much that he gave his one and his only son, Jesus. You can't say Jesus without smiling. It's a good name for him, Jesus. You've got to smile when you say it. But Jesus gave up his life to deliver us into freedom. And it all started when he went into Jerusalem with his disciples for the festival of the Passover. Now, for those of you who don't know about the Passover, it was, you can read about it in Exodus, in Exodus 12. And it was about when God's people were enslaved by the Egyptians and they'd been enslaved for 400 years, maybe a little bit over, a long, long time. And they wanted to be free and God chose Moses. He's good at choosing people. So remember that when he chooses you. He chose me to go to college. Me, hello. I said, nah. But yeah, you've got to give in to him. When he chooses you, when he calls you, be ever ready. Because you never know what delights are in store for you. Anyway, he chose Moses to lead out his people. And so... Moses had been brought up in, in the, with the Pharaoh. They were like brothers, but he'd done something bad and Moses had run away. Anyway, God called him to free his people. And Moses, were, um, the Pharaoh was having none of it. He said, no, nah, I don't want that. No, why should I want to free them? They're making lots of money for me. So um, God sent, Various plagues, frogs, yuck. and it turned the Nile into blood, and um, just nothing would shift Pharaoh. His heart was hard, and he said, No, they're not going. So, in the end, he, he said to, the, to his people, to the Israelites, Okay. He said, you've got to sacrifice the lamb and smear it around your door frames. Smear the blood of the lamb around your door frames. Because I'm sending terrible thing for the Egyptians, but every firstborn, whether it be a prisoner or a pharaoh 
or an animal, every firstborn is going to die. And then he'll let you go. But if you've got the blood of the sacrificial lamb around your doorframe and around your lintel, the angels of death will pass over. And that's why it's called the Passover. And that's in Exodus. And that is what happened. And, and their people went. So they had to go straight away. As soon as that had happened, they, they had to go. And God said, this festival, this ceremony, has got to be remembered every year by every generation. So Jesus and his disciples went into Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. But he knew, he knew that his hour had come. He knew that when he went into Jerusalem, that he was going to go back to God. He'd come from God. He was going to go back to God. And he knew that. He knew it was going to be an end to his earthly ministry. But by the shedding of his blood, he would be the ultimate sacrifice. He would be the sacrificial lamb. So he knew he was going to return to his father, but he also knew that this was the last meal, the last supper he was going to have with his disciples. They weren't just his disciples. They'd walked with him for three years. They were his friends. They'd walked together. They'd talked together. I like to think they'd laughed a lot. They must have done. They must have done. They must have laughed and they must have danced around that campfire a few times. They must have done. So they were his friends and he was close, really, really close to them. And three years is a long time, isn't it? Wait, I'm going to turn over. Okay. And in John 13, verse 1, it says, Jesus loved his disciples during his ministry on earth. And now he loved them to the very, very end. And he wanted to make this meal a celebration and a thanksgiving of what had been and what was to come. So he asked Peter and John, I think they were like his main men, a bit, yeah, yeah. Well, John thinks he was the one that, yeah, yeah. And just as Jesus instructed, but before they sat to eat, Jesus, who was their host, washed their feet. He humbled himself to show that no one is too big, too great, too mighty, and nothing is better than to serve others to be a service to others, to show love. And this is such a good example to us all. So when we invite people round to our table, whether for a celebration or just to get together meal, we, we prepare. I'm not saying that as our guests come in, we wash their feet. I'm not suggesting. I mean, you can do if they'd let you, but... Ooh. But we do make... We do make good preparations to ensure that everyone who comes to our table is comfortable, is happy, and, and feels welcome. And that's just what Jesus did. And Jesus does the same for us. 
He invites all of us who have confessed that he is Lord, and that's in Romans 10, verse 9, to come to his table and to share together bread and wine in remembrance and thanksgiving of his life and of the greatest gift anyone could ever wish for that Jesus gave to us, eternal life. Plus the Holy Spirit and all the gifts that the Holy Spirit brings. And we are so, so blessed. So, if anybody here feels the time is right for them to give their life to Jesus, now is your opportunity. Because nine years ago in this church, at the breaking of bread, um, it was my time of salvation. Some one of the elders, one of the former elders, offered me bread, and I says, oh, no, I'm not a Christian, and I can't do this, and I'm not worthy, and God won't want me. Why would God want me? I've, you know, but God knew different. And he said, but God does want you. And, and he did want me, and he's used me in so many ways, but he's changed my life. He's just changed my whole life. I get my kicks now from the Lord, not from any other substance. (laughs) So it's just so good. So it could be your time of salvation. Just think on. Um, I'm going to read now 1 Corinthians. You can all turn to it and read it with me. I'm using the Holmans. Um, I've got to find it. That's a bit good, wasn't it? 1 Corinthians 11. Um, Glasses. Okay. Oh, hello. That's better. Okay, if you've all got it, say amen when you have all, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Verse 23, 1 Corinthians 11. For I receive from the Lord, this is Paul speaking. For I receive from the Lord what I also passed on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And a covenant is like a promise. So it's God's promises. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And if we shoot down to verse 33, it says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, when you come together to eat, welcome one another. If anyone is hungry, you should eat at home. So when you gather together, you will not come under judgment, but welcome one another. I think that's so nice, and that's just what Jesus wanted us to do. So... I am now going to ask my life group and Pauline's life group if they'd like to 
distribute the bread and um, the cup. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.